today, I would just like to look at a few scriptures. And the hope here is that I can encourage and inspire you. The sermon title, it comes from Deuteronomy 31.6. Deuteronomy 31.6, which reads, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Now, the context of this verse is God speaking to the children of Israel as they are headed toward the promised land. And there were massive armies and fortified cities and evil rulers standing in their way. But God was reminding them of his protection. He was the God who'd freed them from bondage and slavery, drowned the bloodthirsty Egyptian army in the Red Sea, and traveled with the Israelites as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God wanted them to know that he wasn't just in their past, but he was also with them in the present and would continue to be with them in the future. Yet, I believe that there are promises here, there are promises in in this verse that still apply to us here today. Because of Jesus, we've all, as, as Paul talks about in the New Testament, been grafted in, grafted in to God's family. We are just as much his children now, as the Israelites were back hundreds and hundreds of years ago. God is on your side, Edmund Eagles. God is on your side. God will not leave you. God will not forsake you. That said, there's another verse that I would like to call your attention to. This verse was our scripture reading today, 1 Timothy 4.12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Now, this verse has been a favorite of young people since it was written down, and I'm sure it's going to continue to be a favorite until this world ends, because it It lifts up youth, right? It lifts up youth, and it makes a call against judging someone just because they're young, right? That's not a a good thing to do, to judge somebody just because of their age. It's a message to adult Christians all around the world, but it also has a lot to say to you. As young people, there's a lot there for you as well. It tells adults not to despise you, but it also tells you how to act so that nobody will have any reason to despise you. So you can be an example to other Christians in word, in word. Your words matter. Your words matter. The words that you say They say a lot about you. 
You say that you're a Christian, but do your words line up with that statement? Do you use your words to build people up or to tear people down? Do you keep your talk positive or do you just focus all your talk on the negative? May your words always be peppered with grace, with forgiveness, and most importantly, with love. You can be an example to other Christians in conduct. Your conduct is just the manner in which you behave, how you act. Once again, just like your words, your conduct, it says a lot about you. It tells others about you. People are not just listening to your words, but they're also watching for your conduct. How, how do you act? Do your words match up with your actions? Have you ever heard the, the term talk is cheap? Have you ever heard that before? Talk is cheap. And the, the reason why people say that is, is because if it's just empty words and those words don't line up with how you act, with your conduct, how you carry yourself, those words are useless. Talk is cheap unless it's backed up with actions. Do you speak grace, but then you act in condemnation? Do you speak forgiveness, but then you just hold grudges? There are all these people in your life that you just won't forgive. Do you speak love, but then the way that you act the way that you treat people, it shows actual selfishness or hatred. How do you conduct yourself? How do you conduct yourself? How do you act? Are you simply putting on a show, putting on an act while other people are watching? Or does it go deeper than that? Even when you're alone, even, then, even when maybe God is the only one watching, you know you might not get in trouble from your parents or, or your teachers, but you're still wanting to do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. May your words and your actions line up in truth, in truth. Conduct yourself as Christ did. That's the, the best example that we can have from the Bible of how does God want us to act? Act in the way that Christ did. How did Christ act? He responded to hatred with love. He responded to attacks with grace. He responded to wrongdoings with forgiveness. Pray for the mind of Christ and it will be yours. You can be an example to other Christians in love. What does the Bible have to say about love? Well, last week we looked at 1 Corinthians 13, and we saw that, that famous verse about love in the Bible, right? That love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It, it keeps on going even when it gets difficult, when it gets tough. And that chapter, it also tells us that love is actually greater than even faith or hope. Wow. Wow. It tells us that the Christian religion is nothing more than an obnoxious sound without love. There's got to be love in your Christianity. 
1 Peter 4, 8, it tells us that love has the power to cover a multitude of sins. 1 Corinthians 16 tells us that all we do should be done in love. John 3, 16, most well-known verse in all the Bible, it tells us that God loves us, even in our sinful condition, even when we make mistakes, even when we do bad things, God loves us. And John continues, he goes further when he tells us in his first epistle that God is love. God himself is love. We can show God to others. And what is the best way to do that? John 15, 13 tells us that there is no greater love than someone laying down their life for someone else. So how can you, pathfinders of the Edmund Church, youth of our Edmund Church, how can you be an example to other believers? By putting others first. Putting others first. By not being selfish or prideful or conceited. Be empathetic. Do you know what the word empathy means? Have you ever heard that word, to be empathetic, to have empathy? The best illustration that I've heard for what empathy is, is it's putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Now, you're not actually going and taking off their shoes and putting them onto yours, right? I mean, that, that might be stealing. That would not be the nicest thing. But the illustration is we all walk every day in our shoes, right? The, the, the things that we see in our life, the things that we experience, the hardships that we have to face, Usually we're facing those and we're, we're wearing our shoes. And so being willing to wear someone else's shoes to imagine what it must be like for them to face the hardships, for them to have hard times. That's what empathy is. Willing to ask the question, what is it actually like for them? And hopefully that leads us to then ask, how could I help? How could I be more patient? How could I be more kind to them? So be empathetic and put others' needs before yours. You can also be an example to other Christians in spirit. In Galatians chapter five, Paul says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So walking in the spirit, whatever that looks like, it's, it's the opposite from whatever walking in the flesh looks like. All of those things that, that you know are wrong, the things that you know are wrong, all of those things that you know are harmful, whether to yourself or whether they are harmful to others, pray for the spirit of God that you will be given the power to turn away from those things the things that you know are wrong, the things that you know hurt yourself or hurt others. That's what walking in the Spirit looks like, turning away from those things. You can show others what a transformed life in the Spirit looks like. You know, you might be, be thinking to yourself or, or wondering, you know, I'm, I'm just young. I'm a youth. I don't have all the answers. I don't have it all figured out. I make mistakes all the time. I, I don't understand things. 
But if I can just be honest with you for a minute, and, and I think that most of the people in this congregation will be honest with you too if you ask, but we as adults, we still make mistakes. We oftentimes don't get it. We fail. We do things that we know are harmful to ourselves or others. We, we, we don't have all of the answers. So don't just think, well, I'm young and I'm just going to keep making mistakes and there's nothing I can do until I get older, then I'll have it all figured out. No, when you get older, you're still going to have the same struggles. But we're in this together. And so a lot of the times when, when maybe parents or, or teachers or Pathfinder leaders, they are warning you about something or asking you not to do something, maybe if you ask why they are asking you to do that, you might get a response that looks something like, well, you know, I struggle with that same thing. Well, I've made those mistakes. Well, I know what road this goes down. And so we're all in this together, whether we're young, whether we are old, God is calling us to walk in the spirit and it's a daily practice. It's something that we have to keep practicing over and over and over. We might fail, we might make mistakes, but Jesus is willing to pick us up, dust us off and continue us moving forward. So don't, don't think that just because you're, you're young that you can't show others what life in the spirit looks like. It looks like hope. It looks like happiness, and it looks like trust in God. Because the only way that any of us are ever going to grow, any of us are ever going to get better, become nicer, become more Christ-like, is with God's help. We can't do it on our own. We gotta trust in him. And then you can also be an example to other Christians in faith, in faith. Edmund Pathfinders, what do you believe What do you believe in? Do you believe only in yourself, your own power, your own strength, your own knowledge? Or is your faith and belief rooted in God? Rooted in God. You believe in yourself, yes, but it's because you know that the spirit of God is within you. You have that faith. Do you believe in others? Do you believe in others? not because of of their power or their strength or their knowledge, but because you believe that the spirit of God is also working in them. The spirit of God is working with you. The spirit of God is working with others. Have you realized that the things that you have faith in usually turn into the things that you're willing to fight for? The things that you have faith in, the things that you believe in, become the things that you're willing to fight for, the things that you strive for, the things that you live for. So I'm not gonna ask each one of you to answer where is your faith, but I'm just going to encourage you to move forward and have faith in God. Because the the honest truth is that your pastor at times will let you down. Your parents at times will let you down. Your teachers at times may let you down. The adults in your life, they make mistakes. They will let you down. But God will never let you down. God keeps his promises. If God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And over and over and over through scripture, God is reminding us that he loves us, that he cares, and he is with us. Place your faith in that. 
live for God. And finally, you can be an example to other Christians in purity, in purity. Are your motives pure? Why do you do the things that you do? Is it just to get ahead of others? Is it for self-gain, to satisfy ungodly desires? Or do you do the things that you do because you have pure intentions? Do you truly care about others? Do you want to grow closer to God and, and help other people grow closer to God if that is their desire as well? Do you want to reflect the character of Jesus so that more people will want to come to know him? Now on this, whether you are youth, whether you are older, the Bible is our guide. Psalm 119.9, it asks this question, how can a young person keep their way pure? And then it gives the answer, by guarding it according to your word by guarding it according to your word. Follow God's word for a more pure life. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So Edmund Eagles Pathfinder Club, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. This is your call. This is God's desire for your life. As a Christian, as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, as a college student, as a son or daughter, as a brother or sister, as a representative of Jesus, remember what you're reaching for. Remember what you're reaching for. God in 1 Timothy 4.12, he's calling you to a higher calling. Will you give up, forget everything, and just run? Or will you accept the power that comes through the Spirit of God and reach forward for tomorrow? I pray God's blessing upon each one of you as you move into the future. I pray that you have focus for this new Pathfinder year that you are stepping into, and I pray for happiness as you make new memories along the way for the future. Don't forget to make some memories, right? Don't forget to have some fun. I, I know your Pathfinder leaders place an emphasis on having fun as well as learning things and growing in your spiritual walk as well, so don't, don't forget about that, and I pray that you will always be strong and courageous. But most of all, I pray that you stay close to Jesus. I pray that you let him transform your lives as you continue to grow into the young people that God is calling you to be. Let us pray. Our loving, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your love, for your guidance, for the call that you have placed upon our lives. Whether we are young, whether we are old, whether we are somewhere in between. God, the Bible, it, it says that, that you knew us before we were born. You were knitting us together in the womb. And Lord, it doesn't just end right there, though. Lord, that you continue working on us. We are your workmanship through the entirety of our lives, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, that you will continue leading us and guiding us, and that you will continue working on us, forming us into the beautiful works of art 
that you see us as. Lord, may we see ourselves in that way and may we see others in that way too. Lord, fill us with your spirit. Remind us of that calling you've placed on our lives and give us opportunities to share your love and your grace with others. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.